I think a lot of people, unfortunately, due to the stress of day-to-day -day life, just live life every day. Hopefully, they got more cash coming in. They do have going out, and they'll be okay. But I think people really want and need to take a look at where they stand. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. In this program, we will discuss what I call the new money principles that have arisen as a result of the pandemic. As we all know, our world has changed as, and is continuing to change, and how we deal with our money needs to, uh, needs to keep up. Now, the pandemic. To many of us, 2020 and 2021 so far has been a bad dream or even a life-threatening nightmare. What could go wrong has gone wrong. A few cases of an unknown virus turned into the worst pandemic we've experienced in the United States since the Spanish flu of 1918. The pandemic has resulted in a lot of things, significant job loss, economic uncertainty, societal change, and a rapid revamping of our economy. For those of you that have followed the financial verse, you know, in my first book, I wrote that technological change was going to result in massive job loss over the next five years. Well, in reality, what happened because of the pandemic is that the pandemic brought about this change and others in less than a year. So in less than a year, we've gone to uh, teleappointments, telehealth, uh, commuting from home, work from home, all these technological changes that I thought were going to happen actually happened a lot faster. And uh, basically, it's, it's changed a lot of, uh, of how we have to do things and a lot of our world. Remember, at the height of the pandemic, when our economy was fully shut down in 2020, we saw nearly 50 million Americans, 50 million Americans out of work. And today, rolling that forward to mid-2021, roughly 5 million people are still displaced. So if the 5 million of that 50 million still haven't found uh, employment. As the economy reopened, we saw the majority of those that were impacted be able to come back to work. There were industries, however, that are still uh, uh, undergoing significant pressure and change. The entertainment business is a great example. The various actors and actresses on Broadway still not back to work, although some of that will happen uh, later in the fall of 2021. One of the things that COVID-19 did do was it exposed business models, weak business models, uh, those that uh, really weren't very competitive, and those without a digital platform. And it, it really showed how weak they were. And as a result, many of those businesses had to declare bankruptcy. We've also seen changes in our financial lives. And I think the changes that have taken place are going to be with us for a number of years. They're just not changes that happened as a result of the pandemic and they're going to go away. And these are seismic changes. So I just want to highlight a couple of you, give you my thoughts. First off, the job, first off, the job market. Again, in mid-2021, there's a rosy job market out there for job seekers as there are more jobs available than there are people to fill them. And we're seeing the value of having a focused education, I think, in the markets today, as more and more companies have shifted to skills-based hiring versus degree-based hiring. So as if you've got a good skill set, 
there are jobs out there for you. And if you don't have skills, you need to go get them because that's what people are paying for these days. And it's not to say that the value of a, high, a college education is diminished, but a college education that gives you the proper skills is what's really important. Another thing we've seen as a result of the pandemic have been problems with credit scores. And uh, I know many of you may be aware of this, but if you haven't, take a good look at your credit reports, make sure that the information that's on them is proper. Uh, many people who had issues during the pandemic maybe were able to get forbearances, had certain payments delayed, and they've subsequently made up on those payments. Sometimes th that information is not properly being reported in the credit reports, and you may have negative information on one of your credit reports without you uh, inappropriately. You need to go talk to people and make sure that uh, your information is correct. So go take a look at your credit report, make sure the right information is there. Uh, other things have happened too. Some, some of the credit card companies have cut back on credit lines for people. They've done that unilaterally. And that's the reality. They have the contractual right to do that. So I think on the credit card side, that's a development. Pay attention there and make sure uh, uh, your information is correct. Another result of the pandemic is, uh, I think, uh, what we should expect in terms of future rates of return on our savings and our investments. Now, as again, in mid-2021, the stock market's going gangbusters, uh, great returns there. Whether or not that will continue forever, I'll leave that for others to decide. But uh, you know, what goes up can't go up forever. So uh, that would be uh, just a caution that I might provide. But on the interest rate side, we've been living in a world of zero interest rates. The Federal Reserve has kind of indicated they will not touch interest rates in any sort of way or begin increasing interest rates till probably early 2023. So for the next several years, we're, leering, we're dealing rather with much lower rates of interest. And I think uh, as you plan your savings and where you put your money, you need to keep that in consideration. Next key item is government assistance. We've had all the stimulus checks that have been out. We've had certain changes made as a result of some of the legislation coming in, extra childcare funds and so on. But I think when the dust settles here, consumers are coming to the realization that the government can't just keep, if you will, printing money and giving money for every need that an individual has. My view is the government can't be the insurer of last resort for everyone's unemployment, life insurance, health, and disability needs. They just don't have the financial power, if you will, to be able to borrow all the money necessary to make that happen. And as a result, I think for all of us, we're going to have to plan to have more financial self-reliance, reliance on our own resources and the, uh, the other steps we've put in place. Another thing we've seen as a result of the uh, pandemic is that people have depleted their emergency funds. I commonly state that so many Americans can't afford to uh, a $400 surprise bill that comes in for a car repair or a medical bill. And uh, that, that for a lot of households, is that's still the case. But for other households who did have an emergency fund in place, they've found that they've had to dip into that fund to make, uh, make good on various matters during the course of the pandemic. Now they're in the process of rebuilding those. So that's, that's really important. Also, uh, I think that saving for for your retirement took a pause for many people. Many individuals who lost their jobs or had their income reduced, uh, they were forced to take early distributions from their retirement savings, or they had their 401k matching funds cut. And uh, they made, if you will, the, the net result is that fewer contribution dollars were flowing into their retirement accounts. And these actions have created a shortfall in long-term savings and that's going to have to be made up at some point in time. 
Now, the next comment is one is controversial, but I, I think you'll many of you will agree with it. I got to believe that income tax rates are going to go up in the future. With all this government spending, with all the activities going on, you can see uh, taxes at all levels, income, real estate, estate taxes, all going up to pay for expanded government services, if you will. And I think for all of us, we have to be very diligent and prepare for tax increases, and particularly so for those households with higher income and asset levels. And uh, that's going to be something that's key going forward. We have to, we have to focus on. And uh, what COVID has done, and my next point, is really caused a lot of financial stress and anxiety in households from working at home, all the pressures of working at home to dealing with childcare to potentially having now in mid-2021 go back in the office in the fall. The, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety for families, and it's been very difficult. So when you look at this environment that I've discussed, there are certain key factors that are out there that are real, that are happening, that are impacting how we need to look at our money. And I think what I'm seeing are a series of new money principles that are emerging as a result of the pandemic and as a result of uh, all the changes we've seen. This is a this is a once in a lifetime event for people. It's very as and I'll I've commented that it's very similar to those of you with grandparents who lived through the depression. Living through the depression was an event that had a major impact on people, and they lived their lives differently as a result of it. And I think for many people, they're they're looking at the pandemic creating, and in their minds, it's a once-in-a-life event, once-in-a-lifetime event, and they have to look at their money differently as a result. And so I think there are certain new money principles that are emerging as a result of it. And uh, let me just go through those with you. It might be helpful to you in your own situation as you think about it as to whether or not these, these apply to you. The first is knowing where you stand. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, due to the stress of day-to-day -day life, just live life every day. And, and hopefully they got more cash coming in, they do have going out, and they'll be okay. But I think people really want and need to take a look at where they stand. They need to sit, stop, the, stop the dance, if you will, sit down and figure out how much cash they've got coming in, how much cash they've got going out, what assets they have, how much they've saved for retirement. It's time to know where you stand. And I think a lot of people are starting to do that because they don't want to be in a situation if another pandemic or another event like that hits, that it impacts their finances in a major way. Secondly, people realize the importance of having a cash cushion. You can tell people that they need an emergency fund and they should have, you know, they should be living below their means, they should be having positive cash flow, they shouldn't spend more than they make, they shouldn't be borrowing from credit cards in an unnecessary way. But I think for many people, the, the pandemic showed them this is real, this, this does happen. And as a result, I think consumers are looking for ways to accumulate and manage their cash flow as best as they possibly can. So uh, the second principle, I think, is having a cash cushion. People see it. Third is reducing debt levels. During the pandemic, people found that they were spending less. They took the cash. Many of people reduced their credit card debt and other obligations they had in their household. And in a world where you have to pay 12 to 25% on money to borrow money on an unsecured basis, it makes no sense to have those kind of interest rates 
And uh, you got to reduce those debt levels. And getting debt down is so important. And I think consumers now understand that debt needs to be avoided at all costs. And, and hopefully they'll manage it better. Although recently we've seen some signs of people increasing their credit card debt as they spend more post uh, their ability to get out of their houses and make up for lost time. But reducing debt levels for many people, they understand that they've got to do that. Next principle is reducing, you know, refinancing the in, your debt, your mortgage debt and student loan debt, if you can, for uh, to take advantage of lower interest rates. And if you haven't done this already, please do. I, personally, I uh, I just I did this myself. I, I, I as part of my financial management, I have a, a mortgage on my home. It's a little mortgage. I've I've done kept it there for a while. It's just something I believe in, having a little bit of debt there. And uh, but I just refinanced at a very attractive rate. If you haven't, please do. It'll really uh, have a positive impact for you going forward. Because if the world changes, inflation kicks in, rates go up substantially, you're going to kick yourself if you didn't. So I think the, the next principle is to really look to refinance your mortgage and, and all your debt obligations as best you can. My next principle is, is one of the key uh, uh, keys to me. And that is, I think what the pandemic has taught us is our ability to earn a living is our most valuable asset. With the pandemic employment shock we've all experienced, I think folks have wakened to the fact that their skills need to be very high and they need to keep them very competitive. They need to stay on top of their game. As we've seen, job qualifications are changing and companies are hiring based on competitive skill sets. What are your skills that you're bringing in? So as a result, I think that spending on work-related training and education should increase in the next few years. And you personally, as you plan your own budget, if your employer is not providing you with the skills upgrade that you need and the training that you need, I suggest you begin to do some of that yourself. Keep your skills at a very high level. Uh, I just had a recent situation with one of my family members that went through this, walked into a great situation because of the skill set that she had. Uh, it's there. And I think that uh, it's going to continue. Companies need employees with certain skills. So keeping your skill set high is really important. The next real principle that, I, that I'm seeing and I, and I think is going to happen is that we should expect lower returns on savings and investments over the next uh, five to 10 years. Now, interest rates are very low. We all see that they're near zero or zero. And the stock market has just gone along at a great, at a great pace. And as I've said earlier, what goes up doesn't stay up forever. So I think as you plan your savings, as you plan your what you're doing in your retirement, and as you work with professionals to do that, you, you're going to need to take into consideration likely lower returns going forward. The next thing that I see, the next principle I see, uh, very obvious, it's very obvious to me, is that our federal, state, and local governments will not be able to spend at their existing levels on a sustainable basis. They can't put this, continue to put this amount of money back into our economy and into our communities. So as I look at that, it tells me that individuals are going to have to be more and more self-reliant in that they need to provide their own personal safety net as much as possible to be as self-reliant as possible. And uh, that's so, so important. This goes hand in hand with the concept of an emergency fund. Uh, I always view an emergency fund, you need to have at least six months of cash around for living expenses, including debt service. 
again, through the pandemic, I think folks have seen how important that is, but uh, it's, it's proven that you need to have this money because in life, stuff, things happen. Life events happen, unexpected events happen, and you have to have cash available to cover the uninsured costs of these events. If you have a car accident, you're likely going to have some sort of deductible. If you have a health event, you're going to have a deductible or a co-insurance amount due. So you really need to have that money put away to cover those items. That's just prudent personal financial management. At the same time, I think that given the environment, lower interest rates, uncertainty, uncertainty about where the government's headed with its safety net, you know, what will happen to Social Security, for example. I think the absolute amount of dollars consumers must save, you're going to have to increase your savings to be prudent. And if you're currently putting away 5% of your earnings before the pandemic, you need to sit down and figure out how you're going to save a lot more. Again, with lower investment returns and unemployment uncertainty around us, um, you need to put away as much as possible to absorb any future periods of unemployment and to build assets for later in life. So today, folks, as you look at everything I've talked about, I think that what you have learned and experienced from the pandemic we're going to, it's going to shape all aspects of your financial life, much as the depression of the 30s impacted our ancestors. It's that big. It's best for each of us to reflect on what has happened and make serious changes to our financial lives as quickly as possible. Personally, I'm not a fortune teller, I, if you will. I can't tell you what the future is going to look like, but I do know that money matters have changed for all of us. What was conventional wisdom just a year ago no longer applies. We've reached a very interesting point as we think about our money and how we should plan for the future. So that's it for today, and we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.